Good morning and welcome to our online church service. Thank you for joining us. Today is a special day. We celebrate Mothers, Mother's Sunday. Um, so to all the mothers that's watching, may it be an amazing day for you. I hope you were spoiled this morning. Uh, if not, we never know what will ha can happen the rest of the day. So um, to all the mothers out there, I, I really hope that um, today is an amazing day. Um, the second th second reason why today is important is that it is the first one-year celebration of our online church. Um, can you believe it? Our last contact church service was March the 15th, 2020. So for almost a year, we've been doing this. Um, it's not going to go on forever. Uh, one of these days, it will change. But from from my from my from my side, I just want to say thank you for. For, uh, yeah, just keeping the hope and keeping on watching and keeping us on being involved. Um, it's amazing to, to have you as part of our church family. Um, before we start our church service this morning, let's pray. Our Father in heaven, thank you that we may be together like this again this morning. Thank you for your word, for the difference your word makes, that your word is the anchor that we can build our lives on your word. Thank you that we may share the, the word and that the word is working and nothing, nothing on heaven or earth can stop it. And thank you for everyone that was that's following our church service throughout the last year and for what we could experience together for what you did in our lives, for the way you you changed us, for the way that you stayed faithful to each one of us through everything we experienced, everything that happened. Thank you that you are with us this morning again and that we can ask you to bless this service. Pray this in your holy name. Amen. We're busy with a series on hope. The first week we said that our hope, hope means that we can be assured of our salvation. In week two we said hope means that we know that the Lord um, are with us every day, that He's providing for us every day. Last week we said that hope means that the Lord is still working in each one of us. This morning we're going to talk about the whole idea that hope means that we can hold on to God's promises. So if we talk about promises, what promises is there that the Lord made you? What is, what is those promises that he gave you, which you are um, keeping close to your heart, which you are building your life on, which is important for you? If I think of my own life, the promise that's important for me or that uh, made a big difference in my life is the fact that the Lord promised us in Scripture that He loves us unconditionally. He loves me unconditionally. Um, it doesn't matter what I do. It doesn't matter what I don't do. He still loves me. Um, it's that promise that um, will always keep me believing that um, this road I chose is is the right road because I've got a Lord, I've got a God that that loves me. <laughs> doesn't matter if I mess up sometimes. Doesn't matter if I doesn't doesn't 
um, get get things right. That, that, that doesn't matter. What matters is that his love for me is unconditional. So that's my hope. That's my that's a promise I build my life on. What are you? What's what's the promises you do? And it's amazing to think that there's so many promises in the word. And people that accounted said there's about 7,400 promises in God's word for us. And how amazing is it to know that we've got this word and we can, we can take God's promises from this world and build our life on that. Because that's what promises is. Promises is so important. We can't have relationships without promises. That's how our marriages work. Because when you got married, um, for those that's married, you, 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 you stand in church and you promise someone that you, that you will love her or him forever. You promise, Lord, that you will be faithful. You promise yourself that you will look after this one. You promise people that are together there that you, um, that you will take this girl, this guy in marriage, for better or for worse. And it's those pillars you put down that you can build your relationship on. So it's sometimes good just to go back and say, hey, what did you promise me? Let's talk about that again. If, 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 if you're in trouble in your relationship, go back and say, listen, I promise that I will stay faithful. So just do it. It's exactly the same with our relationship with the Lord. We need these promises to build our relationship with Him. Um, so let's, let's read something about that. Acts chapter 26. Acts chapter 26. The story of Paul that was um, that had to go to King Agrippa and um, to to state his case in front of him. We we read there verse one. Then Agrippa said to Paul, "You have permission to speak for yourself." So Paul motioned with his hand, began his defence. King Agrippa. I consider myself fortunate to stand before you today as I make my defense against all the accusations of the Jews, and especially so because you are well acquainted with all the Jewish customs and controversies. Therefore, I beg you, listen to me patiently. Paul, just start setting the, setting the scene, um, telling, the, uh, telling King Agrippa what he's going to do. Verse 4. The Jewish people all know the way I have lived ever since I was a child. From the beginning of my life in my own country and also in Jerusalem. They have known me for a long time and can testify, if they are willing, that I conform to the strictest sect of our religion living as a Pharisee. And now it is because of my hope in what God has promised our ancestors that I am on trial, trial today. Paul is an old man, missionary. He has been in jail for two years. He had, don't have any worldly possessions. And now he, he comes into the court of, of King Agrippa, powerful and wealthy king of the Jews. And he must come and state his case. You must remember that Agrippa's great-grandfather was King Herod, who killed all the babies when Jesus was born in Bethlehem. He's... Um, his uh, granddad's uncle was the King Herod that beheaded um, John the Baptist. And then his dad, uh, when he was king, uh, killed Jacob, Jesus' brother, and had Peter thrown in jail. 
So, so here's a family with a track record that, uh, that does not support Jesus and Jesus' disciples and what Jesus stands for. So, so Paul was in trouble being in front of Agrippa. And now he has a chance to state his case. Um, now he has a chance to come and ask Agrippa to, yeah, let him free, maybe. I don't know what went through Paul's mind. I don't know if he was afraid. I don't know if he thought maybe a miracle can help and can save him. But what I know, that when he had the opportunity, the, maybe the most important opportunity in his whole life, what did he do? Listen to what he said in verse 6. And now it's because of my hope in what God has promised our ancestors that I am on trial today. Almost as if Paul says, I built my hope on God's promises. That's all I've got. I've got nothing else. That's who I am. I believed in God's promises. There's another verse I want to read to you. Uh, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23. We were looking at a few scriptures from Hebrews, Hebrews throughout our series. Um, and listen to this one. Uh, in Hebrews 10, uh, verse 23. It says, Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for God who promised is faithful. Let us hold on to our hope for God is faithful. And then chapter 10 goes over to chapter 11. You remember we've got that um, Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1. Um, I, I gave you that verse a few times throughout the series. It says, now faith is being sure of what we hope for. And then chapter 11 goes on to tell you, I'll, I'll show you people who did that. I'll show you. Let me tell you of people who trusted God's promises. There is Abel and Noah. There's Abram, Isaac, Jacob. There's Joshua, Rahab, Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David. David is there. And you all know the story of Mary, how she trusted the promises of God. People throughout history, throughout church history, uh, throughout the history of the Bible, they said, I will build my life on what God promised. People that said, this is the most important thing that there is in life. Because the best of all, you can take God on his word. God is faithful. If he says, says he's going to do something, he's definitely going to do something. Hope is to know deep inside that God will keep his promise. He's a promise keeper. And if we don't have that, we don't have faith. Then we have got nothing left. Then we're wasting our time. Richard Ruhr once, once wrote, wrote something. He said, the foundation of faith is the ability to look at our entire salvation history and then trust that this pattern would never, could never change. The pattern of God is saving us. God is in the process of saving people. 
There's no book in the Bible that tells you that story. The book Exodus. Exodus means uh, the way out. Um, Exodus tells the story of how, how the Israelites, when they were slaves, God came and rescued them. Took them to the promised land. Interesting that the word promise comes from there. To a better place that God promised them. And they built, they staked everything on this promises God made. And left Egypt. That's the background story of the whole Bible. God promises to save us, to free us, to give us a better future. God, uh, the, the story is how God takes people out of slavery, out of bondage, how we free them up. And it's exactly the same we want to do in our lives. He promises to free us, to take off us out of bondage. I don't care what your bondage is. The promise is God's the one that brings freedom. And on this, on this way to freedom, on this way to the promised land, throughout the desert, the Israelites learned that our future is assured. Week one, we talked about that. They learned how God provided for them every day of their life. We talked about that week two. They learned how God was still working with them every day, week three. But they also learned that if you trust God, if you hold on to his promises, it challenges you to live in a certain way. It challenges you to act on that. To build your life on it. To live out of, out of that promises. Because if you say you trust his promises, then it shapes your life. It changes you. That's why the Lord gave them the Ten Commandments. To tell them, listen, if, 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 if you are sure that you want to be free, if you are sure that you want to go to the promised land, I will show you what's going to make a difference in your life. I will show you the way you've got to live to make a difference. Interesting. The first word of the Ten Commandments is, I am the Lord that took you out of Egypt when you were a slave. I am the Lord that freed you up, that brought freedom in your house. But you know what's interesting, and I think that's a very important point, is that sometimes when we hear the Ten Commandments, we think that's laws. And that's just stuff we've got to do. And it's rules we've got to abide. But you know it's something else. It's promises that we make to the Lord. That we say, I promise to love you with all my heart, all my mind, all my strength. I will promise to love people the way I love myself. I will honor my parents, I promise you. I would not steal. I would not kill. I promise you that. I would not covet anything. And that suddenly makes the Ten Commandments something else. It's not just a list of things I've got to do. It's promises that I've made that I've got to keep. That's the flip side of promises. If we build our life on God's promises, we actually are saying, I know because God said it. 
If you hold on to promises, then you can go in any situation you want, in any situation you can ever find yourself, and you can say, wait, 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 wait. The Lord said, you understand why the Bible is so important? We've got to know the Bible to go back and say, but this isn't God's word. This is what he said. Or, or you, can, you can easily say, um, I'm in this situation. There's a lot of opinions. L listen, the Bible gave an interesting other perspective on this. But we can't do that. We don't know the Bible. Or, or we can say, listen, we're in so much trouble. There's so much, so much going on. Let's trust the Lord. Let's trust his promises on this. But we can't do that if we don't know his promises. We at all, we've got all, we have, sorry, we've always, we have always a choice. What's, what's going to be the major thing in your life? The situation you find yourself in? Or what God said and what he promised? What's, what's it going to be? Can't be both. We've got to make a choice. And of course, it doesn't mean when God promises us, it doesn't mean that we're going to get everything we want immediately. It doesn't work like that. There's this interesting verse in Romans 8. Romans 8, 28. If we believe that God is working, that he promised us stuff, that, that, this is, that I can trust him with this situation I find myself in, then it's so much then it's so easier to think, okay, God will work this out. But you know what's even better? Listen to Romans 8, verse 28. It says, And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him. Just think about that. That that situation you find yourself in, God is going to work it for the good of you and of the people you are with. He's just not sorting it out it will be it will be for your good the way he works god has got always a better plan for your life and that's what paul discovered when he was in front of agrippa he knew that his life and his future is not in agrippa's hands it's not agrippa's decision his life is in the lord's hand built on the lord's promises and that makes a difference then you can face anything. Do you trust the Lord's promises? Do you believe what he promised you? Do you believe that God will keep on working in your life? Sorting stuff out. Working it for the good. You remember? First, first couple of weeks. I had this quote that I uh, gave you a few times. Hope is the audacity of Christians to expect more because our God is faithful. You can trust him. If he gave you his word, he will come through. You can know that. In 1 Timothy 4, when Paul writes to this young guy, Timothy, he said the following for him. Oh, sorry. He is... He said the following, this I just want to get it. 1 Timothy 4. Listen to this. 1 Timothy 4 verse 10 says, 
That is why we labor and strive, because we have put our hope in the living God, who is the Savior of all people, and especially of those who believe. We've got a God that wants to save you. He wants to be your Savior. He wants to take you out of bondage. He wants to give you freedom. Are you going to trust his promises? Because he is going to be faithful. Let's pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Thank you for so many promises you give us, you give us in scripture. For so, so many promises you made that you made true and that you, are, that you are going to make true in our lives. Thank you that we can trust you. Thank you that we know that you are faithful and that you know and understand exactly where we are and what we need and what's going on in our lives. Lord Jesus, thank you that we can build our lives on you and your word and your promises. And I pray for all the kids that went to school this week. Will you protect our kids, Lord Jesus? Will you protect our families? Doesn't matter where in the world they are. We want to, we want to thank you that we had this online church services for this last year. Thank you for this amazing opportunity to stay connected. And that it reminds us that we've got to stay connected to you whenever we are. And no matter what's happening and going on in our lives. Thank you that you are faithful. Pray this in your holy name. Amen. We are going to do our offerings. Another way to thank the Lord for his faithfulness, his goodness, his love and mercy. So t just take a moment and, um, and give your offering. You've got all the options down below. Birthdays, this is a special week. Uh, Olivia and Romy, uh, may you have an amazing birthday tomorrow. Um, it's the best day in the world, you will know. Uh, Arno and Dani's birthday is also on the 15th. Uh, may God bless you guys. Rika Best, birthdays the 16th, Anna de Pia the 17th, Christopher on the best days in the 18th. Happy birthday to all of you. And then we've got this amazing concert coming up on Saturday night the 20th. Um, it's from Nathaniel. It's a South African artist. Um, let's just listen to a small message from him. It's in Afrikaans, but I'm sure you guys will understand. My name is Nathaniel and meer as a jaar geleden het ek my huis in die mark gesit, ek wou die wereld invaar. Toe kom lockdown en nou weet ek, as dit nie vir hierdie huis was nie, was ek stapel gek. Maar allemaal was nie so gelukkig nie, ons sit waar ons sit. En toe die SA gemeente gevra het, dat ons een online concert had, ek besluit, dis die titel, Welkom thuis, nie rarig. En dis die eerste keer dat ons die hele geselskap, muzikante en technici by mekaar was. Ons is so opgewonde soos Popcorn. Die concert is baie mooi, is opwindend, is inspirerend en bevrijdend. is beskikbaar op 20 maart. Jy moet gek wees om het te mis. Alle inlichting is op sagemeente.com Great stuff. You've got the link down below. 
um, please don't miss out. It's going to cost you 25 quid for the whole family. You can watch on a computer and link the computer to the TV screen. Um, what's an amazing, amazing um, South African culture festival. It will really be something special. Like he said, he's ex as excited as popcorn about this show. So no, please don't miss out on that. If you've got any questions about it, please contact us. Uh, info at esagmente.com Our worship song today are going to be forever God is faithful. Sing it with. Um, praise Him. Because um, He is faithful forever. He's promising the following. That He will bless you and keep you. That He will shine His countenance upon you. That He will answer your prayers and give you peace. Amen. Thanks to the Lord, our God and King. His love endures forever. For His good is above all things. His love endures forever. Love.